Aldrin Sampia on Beyond the Headline. It is 10 minutes before 5 o'clock in conversation next with Dr. Trevor Ngwane, who is a director of the Center for Sociological Research and Practice at the University of Johannesburg. There have been several fires that have uh, displaced informal settlement dwellers across Cape Town from the 30th of December 2022 to the 10th of January 2023. The city of Cape Town says that the National Department of Human Settlements has cut its grant funding to provide emergency building starter kits to help over 1,500 fire victims. The government has called on communities not to cluster shacks as it poses a fire hazard and discourage victims from the illegal occupation of land while it works towards a long-term housing solution. We are now joined on the line by Dr. Trevor Ngwane. Dr. Ngwane, good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us. It's such a dichotomy, right? Because on one end, you have people who come from whichever areas, whether it's outside of the province or even sometimes within the province, going to places where they know that they would the chances are more likely for them to find um, a job opportunity compared to where they're currently living but then there's an issue around the settlement itself and how do you formalize an informal settlement yeah so uh, thank you for having me on your program Adrian. so the, the the main thing is uh, firstly there's a housing crisis so you know, it's not as if people want to live in a shack or indeed even occupy land to build their homes. So the fundamental problem is a great failure by all levels of government to provide, you know, adequate shelter for, for, for the people. But then from there, you know, having failed to do, to provide, there is also a responsibility to address you know, the well-being, the health hazards which come about with people living in informal settlements. So all this requires the authorities to really prioritize the needs of those who are needy, those who are poor. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know the occupation of land is illegal, uh, but still it does continue. What is it that the state can then do? Well, the, the state must provide enough uh, Houses. I mean, there are people who have been on the wait, housing waiting list for more than 25 years, yep. from the day of independence, can you see? Yeah, so clearly. Also, there's a need to uh, redirect resources of the country, you know, government money, to serve the poor, the needy, the working class. So at the moment, even when the government builds houses, you know, there's the middle men, middle women, entrepreneurs, white monopoly capital, Aster and black bourgeoisie. So you find that public funds meant to help uh, the masses end up being channeled into private pockets. Mm. So, for example, I would say, you know, not a cent, you know, must go to the pockets of people for profit when we provide, you know, housing and other basic services. Sure, and they would argue, but I'm running a business. Why must I run a business at breaking even? Yeah, but now what happens if the government chooses to outsource and, you know, get the services of so-called service providers for things they should be doing in their department? Mm-hmm. What yeah. about... Um, 
technology around alternative building material, um, which are less um, hazardous when it comes to fire. Um, is, is is that something that you think the department can, or rather government can inve- invest in? So that meaning that if somebody does, let's say, build um, a shack um, uh, with uh, with the corrugated iron, and perhaps they use um, wood as as one of um, the, the 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 pillars that they use to to hold the structure together, and say that. If you do that, there is an alternative that is available at a reduced cost, which is subsidized by the state. Because after all, it's still the state that needs to go back again when there is a fire. Aldrin, you should become uh, Minister of uh, section, Human Settlement, man, because that's, that's the point. Having failed to provide proper housing, adequate shelter, you must continue being responsible for how the people live including making sure that in their shacks, the shacks are not crowded together. If there's a fire, you know, a hundred shacks get burned down all at once. Making sure that there's access roads, grid roads. So what the government does, if people occupy land, live in shacks, the government simply washes its hands like Pontius Pilate of its responsibility. This should not be the case. You also need town planning. You also need, you know, uh, emergency services, you know, for people who live in shack settlements. So exactly, including providing, you know, fire resistance, uh, you know, materials, training local fire marshals, providing fire hydrants in uh, shack settlements, uh, and so on and so forth. Um, and I was, I was actually pointing out a bit earlier on, um, we're having conversation here on, on air about um, when the Human Settlements Department was set up, it was set up to do exactly what you're saying now, meaning that you don't just focus on um, the RTP house that will be built, but you focus on everything else that makes a community a community. Well, so here is the problem. The vision of a post-apartheid society increasingly gets smaller and smaller. It gets emaciated. Can you see? So now, instead of thinking we want houses for all to make sure that everyone has got adequate shelter, we only worry about people must not occupy land. Can you see? Instead of making sure that everyone gets electricity, you know, clean, safe energy, we worry the electricity grid might collapse. So while living with the consequences, you know, of wrong policies, of corruption, of wrong priorities, and of course, of, uh, you know, a vision which has gotten smaller and distorted. Um, Doc, as uh, the incoming Minister of Human Settlements, I have another suggestion. Um, So there's an issue around the allocation of land. Um, that we know is a big problem. And uh, we know former President Tabombeke said this as well when it comes to urban land. So you have that land hunger that happens. Gauteng has come up and said, Gauteng said that there are some people who can afford um, to build their own homes. However, though, they, um, they, they need the land. Is there with having a conversation over the allocation of land, of course, for low-income uh, earners or people who are 
who are indigent, but then also say that as you give that piece of land to the person, you also then give them the title deed so that they can then use that as collateral to try and unlock any type of money that they can through our financial systems. And perhaps maybe even the state bank could respond to that. This is so important. It's not only the poorest of the poor, you know. Even, uh, let's say, black middle-class people. Remember, we come from a history of, you know, colonialism, deprivation. So we don't have what we call old wealth. So we haven't inherited anything from our fathers, from our mothers. So as a result, everyone is almost starting afresh from nothing. So it's most important that, you know, those uh, facilities, you know, that subsidy, you know, the ability to be able to have land mm. used to improve your well-being, you know, it's done. It's not just an RTP house. Yeah. You know, it's an asset. It's something you can use, live for your children. It's something you can use to actually improve your, 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 your well-being, your life. Yeah. No, thank you so much for your time. Dr. Trevor Ngwane is the director of the Center for Sociological Research and Practice at the University of Johannesburg.